Gemara and Sukkot, Daf Hey, all the learning for this month, the month of Av, has been generously sponsored by Eastern Union, the Zchos Azichar Nishmas, Yecheskel Shraga ben Avram Yehuda, as well as Rechel Bas Shamshan Aaron Svi, their Neshamashav and Aliyah, the Zchos of all the incredible Torah being learned, Shviyat Zchos Lilan Nishmasam. Of course, all our Chaylim and Vavayim Chaim and Sarah Shamsiv and Rezil Sarah Baskanandali to Basim, as Chaysay, Yusol, Mindalay, the first of Israel, Shamas Nomi, Shavigur, Shachan Shamal, the Yildin, Chan Rezil, Mikul Chay, Basim, the Brochot of Musa, Din, Idam, Bashim, Mindas, Vivim, Vagimur, Mechle, Sun, Sil, Hum, Rifko Bas Vashava. Now, Tali Siyum Mechles, the Rizok Shachali Yisrael, as well as Chashidach for Yisrael Chaim and Devaira and Ataleo Bas Ito. We're holding on the very bottom of Daladam and Bees. We're really five lines on the bottom at the two dots. But let's do a quick Chazara of a lot of this Amid Bees, which we went through a little bit fast yesterday. And hopefully, if we speak it out outside and we speak out the pictures one more time, it will give a lot of clarity. So, yesterday, and if anyone's looking inside the Gemara, as you'd like to see, we're speaking out right now about 11 lines down. The Gemara started, not Arba Kondisim. The Gemara spoke about a case that you put, and we'll do this with pictures. And here you see that you put four. You made like a chuppah, you put four pegs, and you put schach on top of it. And the Gemara had a discussion whether this is going to be kosher, sukkah or not, and where exactly is this machlekes was part of the discussion. So the Gemara said, first the Gemara wanted to say that the machlekes is Rav Yaakov and the Chachamim, kosher or apostle, and Rav Huna said the machlekes is like the picture you just saw, only on the edge of the roof. But if it's in the middle of the roof, there's no machlekes. And the simple reason is, because you have the edge of the roof, you have good asik. I also want to correct myself, Rav Yossi, I kept on saying good achis. It's good asik. Good achis is when the walls go down. Good asik is when the walls go up. So says Rav Huna, the machlikas is only when the poles are on the edge of the house, because then you can say, good asik, the walls could go up high. But when the sukkah is in the center of the roof, then you cannot say good asik, because then it's in the middle of the roof. And therefore says Rav Huna, there is no machlikas in that case. The Gemara proved that that can't be true, as the Gemara quoted a brisa that was discussing Dal Kadisim Ba'aretz, and in that case, it also quoted a machlek as Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim. And you see very clearly that they're arguing, even in a case when it's not on the edge of the roof. So the Gemara said, Tiyof Tadravuna. Now the Gemara went out to explain what exactly is the reason why it could be kosher if it's in the middle of the roof. And we quoted a Braisa. If you're not, Arba Kondisim Ba'aretz Vesikich Al Gabam, Rabbi Yaakov said, Review Yachiku Vyachliku Vyesh Ben Tavach. Rav Yaakov, who's the opinion who says it's going to be kosher, we view it as if you chisel it out. We'll explain that in one moment. And the Chachamim said, no, it's possible. Why? Of course, that statement of the Chachamim is something very important and crucial because that statement of the Chachamim is that you have two full walls and a third of Tafach. But this is how Rav Yaakov's going to learn that when you have these four poles and you have Schach on top of them, even in the middle of the street, smack in the middle of the roof, there's no good asik. The walls cannot go straight up off the walls of the house. So how could it work? The way it could work is because we take this syndicular pillar, you take this circle and you shave it down and you make it into a square. You make it into a right corner. If you have a right corner, a tefach and a tefach on either side, then Rabbi Yaakov said it's going to work. And the reason is, like this case of Pasi Rois, like you see in front of you, they, they had a well and there was a special kula that they made. That if they make these corner pieces around the well, it's an am and an am on each side, it's going to work. And similarly, over here is going to be the case of Rav Yaakov. That's how it's going to be a kosher sukkah. And that is the basic explanation of where we ended off yesterday. Now we pick up over here, says the Gemara, six signs to the bottom. If it's not ten tefachim tall. And this was the discussion the past two, three days. A sukkah's maximum height is 20 amis, according to the Chachamim. Rav Yehuda disagrees. And the sukkah's minimum height is ten tefachim. But says the Gemara today, where do we know that the minimum height is ten tefachim? And that's really going to be today's discussion. 20 Amis was yesterday, today is 10 Tvachim. 
minimum height of a sukkah. What is the source for this thing? Says the Gemara, Itma Rebbe Rav Rav Chanina Rav Yechon Rav Chaviva Masnu Bekulu Seder Mait. They learned as follows. So first of all, the Gemara says, we have this whole list of Amarayim, Rav, Chanina, Rav Yechon, Chaviva. So first the Gemara says, in Mayid, the Gemara points out, no, you got to switch Rav Yechon for Rav Yechon. Okay, now that we get the name straight, says the Gemara, what's the teaching? Aroin Tisha V'Kapayres Tefach. The Aroin, in the base of Megdash, was nine Tefachim tall, and the Kapayres, the cover on the Aroin, was one Tefach thick. Harei Kanasar, that's ten Tefachim. Uksif, and the Tayyar teaches us. Menei Adati L'Chashama. And is there that I have a meeting with you? I'm going to speak with you, says Hashem. From the top of the Kabiris, as we turn over to today's daf, hey, I'm So, so far, we just learned that the Aroin is nine Tfachim, the Kabiris is one Tafach on top of the Aroin. Says the Gemara of Itania, and we learned in Abraisa. Rabbi Yaisi, Aimer says, Rabbi Yaisi, Me'ilam, Layardu Shechina, Lamata, Layalu, Maishev, Layahu, Lamaroin. The Shechina never descended all the way down to earth, and Maishev, Layahu, and now we never ascended all the way to Shamayim. How do I know that? Says Rabbi Yaisi, Shemayim, the Torah teaches us. Hashemayim, Shemayim, Hashem. The heavens are for God. And the land is for man. Says the Gemara, and therefore the proof is going to be that the Shechina never came all the way down to earth. So where did the Shechina come? Because it says, Hashem says, I'm going to speak to you, from on top of the Aroin. So how far did Hashem go down? Seemingly he went down till the top of the Aroin, meaning till 10th Vachim. And therefore, that's what we're going to see, that 10 Tfachim is the minimum height of a Rishos. Because the Rishos, the, possess, the, the domain, we can call it, of man, is the land. And that's till 10 Tfachim. The domain of God is above 10 Tfachim. And that's going to be the source that the Sukkot's minimum height is 10 Tfachim. Because the minimum size of a wall is 10 Tfachim. How do we know that? Because Hashem never descended all the way down low. Therefore, must be Hashem hit the top of the Aron and the Parechas, and therefore only 10 Tfachim. Before we continue, let's just see a picture over here. This is, everyone knows what the Aron and the Kapiris looks like, just to get clarity. Here's the Aron and the Kapiris is the thick Tefach-like cover with the Keruvim on top of them, which we'll talk about more in a few moments. Asks the Gemara four lines down, Is it true? The Shechina never came all the way down to earth. the Hashem al Har Sinai. Hashem came down Har Sinai. Answers the Gemara, no. He wasn't all the way on the mountain. He was above ten tefachim. But the pasuk says, and he stood his feet on that day. Alhar has asim, on Alhar has asim, seemingly proving that went all the way onto the mountain again. So now we see that Hashem never actually came all the way to earth. There was always this ten tefach gap, which is the makar and the source that the wall of a sukkah minimum height is ten tefachim. As we see, the minimum domain is ten tefachim. Asks the Gemara, fine. Now let's go the other way. You're telling me Moshe and Eliyahu and Avi went all the, never went all the way up to the heavens. Vaksev the pasuk says, Moshe Moshe went up to Hashem. Seemingly he went to heaven. Answers the Gemara. He didn't go all the way up. He was ten below. Again, Elio went up. Again, the same answer. The Gemara continues. The third question. 
Says the Basik that he was grasping on Ma'achis, he was holding Pnei the throne, he was holding on to the key as Hayakavid. Parts of Allah and Anu, the clouds were on top of it. Amr Ratanchem and Ratanchem explains. This shows us that Hashem himself spread out his radiance of his love and his anonym and the clouds were upon Moshe. So it sounds like from the Pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu is holding the Kisei and Hashem is letting his glory, whatever this means in physical sense, we don't know. But the Shekhinah is going down into Moshe Rabbeinu. So it seems very clear Moshe Rabbeinu is all the way up in heaven. Answers the Gemara. No, again, three questions, same answer each time. Moshe Rabbeinu never went all the way, all the way up. Ask the Gemara one second. It says that Moshe was holding on to the Kisei the throne of Hashem. So how could it be he wasn't all the way up? Answers the Gemara. It's true he was holding the Kisei but the Kisei covered came down. It wasn't all the way up in heaven. It came down with intent and that is where Moshe Rabbeinu grabbed hold of it. So two times we asked how if Hashem really didn't descend and each time we answered Hashem was within Tetfachim on top of the land and four times we asked Moshe Rabbeinu Eliyahu didn't ascend and each time we answered there was a ten Tetfach gap and Moshe wasn't all the way up. So now, so is the Gemara. Let's go back to the Aroin. We said the Aroin was nine Tefachim. The Kapiris was one Tefach. Hashem came and spoke at the top of the Aroin. It's showing that the domain, the Rishus of Hashem, goes until ten Tefachim. Minimum Rishus of Asikah is ten Tefachim. Asks the Gemara, Bish, Lama Aroin Tisha. The fact that the Aroin itself is nine Tefachim, I understand, except the Torah says, Vasu Aroin Asi Shitim Amasayim Arkai. It says that the Aroin of Shittim wood should be two Amasayim Vachetzi Arko, excuse me, two and a half Amas, its length Vamah Vachetzi Rachbai, and one and a half Amas the width Vamah Vachetzi Kamasai, and one and a half Amas its height, and an Amah is six Tvachim, six and a half, half of six is three, six and three is nine, so we see that the Aaron was nine Tvachim. Anyone who here, who is together with us back in the Erevin days, remembers that is a big machlik, it's the size of a tefach, is size of an amma, is an amma six tefachim or five tefachim. The Gemara here is clearly assuming it is six tefachim. And at the end of today, in the bottom of Ahmed Bays, the Gemara is going to ask this exact question and wonder what about the other opinion that holds it was really a five tefach amma, which if you do the math, it's only going to be eight and a half tefachim tall, the Aryan. But right now, the Gemara is happy, seven and a half, excuse me. Right now, the Gemara is happy saying the Aryan is nine tefachim tall. Why? One and a half amma. Six and three, nine tefachim tall. But says the Gemara, great, that's the Aaron. But El Kapairis, El Kapairis tefach manalim. How do we know that the Kapairis, the cover of the Aaron, was one tefach? Zani Rav Chanina kolak kilim shasam ayshen nas nabahen teirah midas arkun midas rachman. All the kilim Moshe Rabbeinu made that Torah gave us the length and the width. Umidas kamas and their height. Kapiras, when it came to the cover of the Aroin, midas arka umidas rach nasna. The Torah taught us the length and the width. Midas kamas nasna. The Torah never taught us how thick is the covering of the Aroin. So says Rav Chanina, you know I'm going to show you how thick it's going to be. Save Loma and mipachay shavikelim. So Torah doesn't tell us how thick. So I'll tell you. Let's go learn from the smallest of all. The Kalim Shenamar, as the Bosik says, and you should make a miscaris, a border around the Aroin of a Tafach, Savif, around the Shulchan, excuse me, of a Tafach. So Malal and Tafach, Afghan Tafach, says the Gemara, great. Just like we see that the Shulchan had a crown around it. 
which you'll see a picture of this in a moment, which is one tefach tall, one tefach thick, so too the cover of the kapiris says Rav Chanina, because the Torah doesn't say the specific thickness of the kapiris, so prove it from the Shulchan. But ask the Gemara on the last narrow line, maybe we should learn it from the Kalim itself, meaning the Misgeres, the crown, is an accessory, it's a sidebar, it's not the actual Kali. So how do you know to learn from there? Maybe you learn from the actual Kali, the smallest Kali in the base of English, which, of the Mishkan, which is going to be larger. Answers the Gemara, Tafasta, Maruba, Loi Tafasta, which is a rule we're going to see again and again over here, that any time we're unsure whether we should learn from a larger measurement or a smaller measurement, Tafasta, Maruba, we always grab onto the smallest measurement. We don't go with the larger one, Tafasta, Murat, Tafasta. Ask the Gemara on the first white line, in Elam Mitzitz. So let's turn out from the Tzitz. The time, you already learned to the price of Tzitz, Daimek Mintas. The tzitz was a sort of gold plate shell zav of gold. Baruch HaBez, it's poison, whose two fingers thick. Umuka, and the Eisen went from ear to ear of the Kohen Gadol, because of love, Beishitin, and it was written on in two lines. Yod hei lemailo yod and hei above, v'kadosh lamala and kadosh below, v'kadosh lamid lemata. V'omar, Rav Allah, Rav Yaisen, Iri, Isi, Baraymi, I saw the tzitz, the holy tzitz of the Kohen Gadol, because of love, Kohen Hashem, Beishitin, Achas. Rav Yaisen, Rav Yaisen, no, it wasn't two lines, it was one line. So ask the Gemara, maybe the thickness should be two fingers, two fingers thick like the tzitz, and not one tefach like the cover of the shochan, like the misgares, like the crown. Answers the Gemara, done in keli mi keli, being done in keli mi tachshit. The tzitz was a tachshit, was a piece of jewelry, was an ornament for the Kohen Gadol. So we'd rather learn from a keli itself. Ask the Gemara, great. The nail of mizer, let's learn from the zer, from the from the crown of the, from the, uh, from the crown of the, excuse me, of the Arain and the Shulchan. Uh, excuse me, I, I, I just realized that we made a slight blunder. Excuse me. We have to go back one moment. Pardon everyone. Let's go back for one second. And the Gemara said three lines from the wide lines. Three lines before the wide lines. Excuse me. What did the Gemara say? And all those that were sitting and screaming at your computer screens or your phones, however you're watching and listening, I apologize. The Gemara said, Misgeres Tefach. When the Gemara said Misgeres Tefach, I translate that as a crown. That was an absolute incorrect statement. The Misgeres was not a crown, it was a border around it. Now is where the Gemara is asking about a the crown of the Shulchan, which we're going to see in the picture in a moment. But before we are learning out that with regard to the Shulchan, you're making a border of one tefach around it. That is not what we're talking about right now. Now we're talking about what I said before, which is the crown. Apologies, let's go further. When we see the picture, hopefully it will clear up any issues. Ask the Gemara five lines into the wide lines, let's learn from the crown. The crown was a mashu, was a little bit. That wasn't a keli itself. That was a hechsher keli. Ask the Gemara. The Gemara says the mistake that we just made are very similar. Miskaris now the hechsher keli. One second. The miskaris, the border around the shulchan, was as well only a hechsher keli. Was as well only an accessory to beautify the shulchan. Answers the Gemara. Who miskarte lemata? Excuse me. Nami hechsher keli. Who answers? The Gemara, the Misgares, the border was below, and therefore, since the actual Shulchan was on top of it, therefore, it doesn't have a din of a heksher, of an accessory, but rather as a din 
made of an actual part of the Sholchan. It's a Machlekes Aisa. Four lines from the bottom is According to the opinion that all the Miskaris was on top, was part of the top part of the Sholchan, Michael and Maymar. Answers the Gemara, hi Achshur Kliu. So it's still only Achshur. So how are you learning from the Miskares? Eladonin Davishin Nost by Teira Mida, Midavish Nost by Teira Mida, Vaayochichu Tits, Vizer, so Nost by Teira Mida Klau, by the Tits and the Zer, the Teira itself did not give the measurement, and therefore that is not going to be the source. Rather, we're going to learn from the Misgares, from the border around, because that is a source given by the Taira itself. That is the first Raya, how tall the Kapairis of the Arun is going to be. Here we see the picture of the Kapairis. Here we see the beautiful tits. As you see, Kaidish Yudikei on the top. Kaidish Lashem on the bottom. Two Machlaik Ishitas over here. Exactly how it was written. And this is the second of Eliezer and Nihiso in Rome. It was all on one line. Here you see the Misgares was the border around, and then the and then you have the Zer, which is the crown on top of it. So here you see in the two opinions, this is the opinion that the Miskaris was part of the bottom part, part of the base of the Shulchan, and then the Shulchan itself sat on it. Therefore, the Miskaris has a din, has a status of the Shulchan itself. Again, the Miskaris that you see over there is one tefach thick. The other opinion held the miscarriage is part of the top part, therefore has the din of a haksher keli, and therefore says the Gemara, it does not, is not going to be a good source, but rather the reason is we're going to learn from the miscarriage because it's explicit in the Torah. Rav Huna Amar Me'acha says, Rav Huna, I'll tell you where we learn it out from. A new source, it says that you should sprinkle the blood on the eastern side of the kapayris, vein panim bachos mitavach, and the word panim pinea kapayris. The word pinay panim a face is always a tavach. Says Ravuna, second source. We learn from the kapayris itself, but how do you know? Because it's calls it a pinay, calls it a face. Ask the Gemara one second. Veima kapayis. We turn over to Amid Beis. Vaabe kapayit vayoichni. May we learn it out from a tremendous bird, which has a larger than a tavach face. Tavasta meruba loy tavasta. Tavasta mula tavasta. Again, if we have a choice, which way to go? We go. With the smaller measurement. Says the super So if you want to go small, learn from the smallest bird, which is less than a tafach, it's very small. He has Xavier Shah. So we see it's the Pinay like Yitzchak Aviv. Just like by a person, a person's face is about a Tafach. So too, when it comes to the Kapiris, it's going to be, yeah, Tafach about the size of the face. So to the Kapiris, it's going to be. Hey, Tafach, ask the Gemara one second. Maybe we should learn how to face like. Lamaila, like the beings above. The same as the Pasik teaches Kyros Pinayali Kimitirtsani. Like the face of a divine being, like the face of a Malach. The Gemara is assuming that a Malach's face is larger than a human being's face. Answers the Gemara the same tarot. Fasta Fasta This I think time number three. So ask the Gemara, wait, the crew of that faces. So why don't we learn now from the crew of itself? 
that it should be like the face of the Kruvim. And we know that the Kruvim were not as tall as human beings. They were about a half the size of a human being. And therefore, we're assuming that their faces were half the size. The Kruvim were about 10 Tfachim tall, as we'll see in a few moments. So we're assuming that their faces were smaller. So maybe that Pinei we should learn from, teaching us that the Kapiris is smaller than a Tefach. Even though they were short, their faces were the regular size of people's faces at a Tefach. And this is really where Ravuna itself learned from. It says the Gemara, a little bit of a sidebar, my grove, where does this word come from? It's a child, a kravya, in Babel they call a child a ravya, that's the word kruv, like a child. Amar le'abaye. Now Abaye asks, so so far we just said the second source of Ravuna is Penei of the face, and the face of the person is a tefach, just like the face of the Kruvim was a tefach. Elamayata asks Abaye, Dechsef Penei Echad, Penei Akruv, Penei Hashini, Penei Adam. Hainu Kruv, Hainu Adam. Says Abaye, I don't understand. The Pasuk says Penei Echad is Penei Kruv, Penei Hashini, Penei Adam. One was a Kruv, one was an Adam. But based on what we just said, the Kruv and the Adam were the same faces. But the Pasuk sounds like they were two different faces answers the Gemara Ape Rabbi Vape Zotri says the Gemara really it does mean like a child's face but it says Kurov for, for like the like the Pnei Adam because it's a little bit of a larger face, not like the smaller face of a child. So it's not a small face, but the larger face of a human being. Okay, until now we had two sources. Either it was from the Aron, or it was from, uh, it was from the Aron, it was number one, the Pareiches was number two, and Pareiches is number three, two different ways about the Pareiches. Says the Gemara, one second. All the sources we had was that it was 10 Tfachim tall. But I asked the Gemara, one second. I, I, let me clarify that. It was all from the Aron. Then we had two sources how to learn that the Pareiches was, the Kapairis, excuse me, was one Tefach thick. Says the Gemara, great. So the Aron with the Kapairis was 10 Tfachim. But how do you know that the airspace underneath of the Sukkah has to be 10 Tfachim? Maybe it's 10 Tfachim with the Shach. Maybe ten tfachim, including the schach, says the Gemara, totally new source. So until today, the first 21 minutes of today, we've been discussing that the source for the minimum size of sukkahs from the Aron, two ways of learning that the Kapayres was a tefach, says the Gemara right now, no. Because you don't know, maybe then the schach should be included. So new source, Elam, mi beis, Elam, mi gama, we learn from the beis, I make this the Excuse me, yes, they were, the Kruvim were 10 Amois and the ceiling was 30 Amois. So the Kruvim were a third of the height of the base Amigdash. In the Mishkan, they were also a third. So the base Amigdash was a 30 Amois tall ceiling and the Kruvim were 10 Amois, a third. So too in the Mishkan. So how tall was the Mishkan? Mishkan Kamehave, Eser Amois. So the Mishkan was 10 Amois. 
Ten Amis were each carriage, each plank of the Mishkan. So how big is ten Amis? Says the Gemara, Shitin Poshchi. That is sixty Tfachim, like we just explained before. That each Amis seemingly is six Tfachim. So the height of the Mishkan is ten Amis, sixty Tfachim. So how much is a third of 60 Tvachim? Esrim Boshchi, 20 Tvachim. So now we know that the Kruvim were 20 Tvachim tall in the Mishkan. They were 10 Amois tall in the Beis Amigdash because the ceiling was 30 Amois. In the Mishkan, the ceiling was 60 Tvachim, 10 Amois. So therefore the Kruvim were... 20 Tvachim. 20 Tvachim, including the Aroin they were on top of. Dala Saro Daroin. So take off the 10 on the bottom of the Aroin. Vikapiris and the Kapiris were 10 together. Pashalu Asaro. So the Aroin and the Kapiris was 10 Tvachim. The Kruvim were another 10 Tvachim on top of that. And that's how we know because that's 20 Tvachim, which is a third of the 60 Tvachim of the entire Mishkan. So now what does that do for us? Uksiv and the Pasik says, Well, you are Kruvim spread out their hands such a crucial word they covered their shoulder with their wings says the Gemara you know what the source is and this is the new source he used the word sheltering when it's above 10 Tfachim so again let's get this clear the Mishkan was 60 Tfachim 10 Amois the Kruvim are a third of that 20 Tfachim on top of a 10 Tfach Arayin and Kapayres meaning the Kruvim were 10 Tfachim tall and it says that their wings were were sheltering below how does it shelter below so we see sheltering is 10 Tfachim Says the Gemara, beautiful. But Mimai, how do you know the Gadfinu Eloi Reshayu Kaimo? How do you know that their hands were above their heads and therefore ten Tvachim underneath? Doma Lahadi Reshayu Kaimo. Maybe their hands were equal with their heads and therefore the airspace underneath was less than ten Tvachim. The whole reason we got into this new Makar was because we were trying to find the Makar showing us that the Schach itself had to be leaving an airspace of ten Tvachim. But says the Gemara, how do you know? Maybe the wings were equal with the heads and for the airspace again is less than 10. Tvachim. Amar Abacha Bar Yaakov Lamalek Sev. Says your hands are above. Says you are great. Vehim Adem Aladli Tuva. Maybe it's very high above so maybe it's 13 Tvachim. Meek Sev Lamala Lamala. It doesn't say it's two Lamalas above. Rather it says Lamala and therefore that's how we know it's going to be 10 Tvachim. Before we go a little bit further here's a beautiful picture as you see that the Kruvim were 10 Tvachim on top of the Kapayers on top of the Aron and that's how we learned out the source that seichachin, sheltering, is going to be ten tfachim. And we'll conclude with the final Gemara that says, like we spoke out the whole day, all the Amos were benunais, meaning six tfachim, all the math works out beautiful. When you build, you use a six tfachim, that's great. But the kid are only five tfachim. Michael and Neymar, now your math is all messed up. Why? How no... How tall is the iron in the Kabiris now? It's eight and a half, like we spoke at an Amad Aleph. Because you have an Amma and a half, an Amma is five, a half an Amma is two and a half, is seven and a half Tvachim, plus the Tefach of the Kapiris. So the Aran is only eight and a half Tvachim. Pashalu, so how much is left? The Kruvim are up till 20. 20 minus eight and a half. Pashalu, Chatsri, Palga is eleven and a half. Maybe the Sukkah is allowed to be eleven and a half. Tvachim. Tall? 
says the Gemara, according to Yehuda, that learns that the Kalim and the Beis HaMikdash were by five Tefach Hamas. And therefore, when you do the math, the Kuvim are 20 Tefachim tall, minus the eight and a half Tefachim of the Arn and the Kapayr, so you're left with 11 and a half Tefachim. According to Yehuda, the Lach Lamay Shemi Sinai, the Rav Chibar Ashi, the Rav, Shir Lechatziz and Mechitzen, Allah Lamay Shemi Sinai, which we're going to pick up from here tomorrow. But we're ending off with the Mikar, the one Mikar that stands the test of time, is the fact that it says with the Kuvim, there's their hands are sheltering that's the way to remember it so the Makar is from the Kruvim at the end of the day we started off trying to learn from the Arim the Arim 9 plus the one of the Kapairis two different ways of learning how the Kapairis was going to be one Tafach but at the end of the day we didn't have a reason to show us that the airspace had to be 10 maybe it was 10 including the Schach so we went to the second Makar that it says that the Kruvim their wings were Lamaila not Lamaila Lamaila but Lamaila were above and therefore showing us that the height of the Mishkan was 60 Tfachim a third of that is 20 Tfachim like we see in the Beis Amigdash it was a third 10 of 30 uh, Amais and therefore it's going to be that the Seichachin is going to shelter underneath an area of 10 Tfachim but according to Rabbi Yehuda that we use 5 Tfachim Amais then it's Allah Hamashim Sinai we'll pick up from here